0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff. We have a lift the starters we're not even the backups this is the third stringers podcast where we talk about the hottest sports news of the week i'm your host noah and here with me are my two favorite
1: guys to talk sports with josh and justin guys what's up nothing much just moved into new apartment so that's great got the 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 legit setup now
0: ah you love to see that maybe some better internet
1: yeah better internet better (laughs) quality mic. hopefully uh it's not it's not too choppy (laughs) josh what's up
2: uh, you know, still living at home. Still have the same setup.
1: <laughs> hey. hey there's nothing wrong with your setup. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's pretty reliable. Mine, mine was
1: pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, so was mine at home. I'm so glad I got the new apartment. <laughs> exactly. we well, yeah,
2: living in the boonies.
1: <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Now we got another
0: NBA offseason scenario. We're talking about the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls had an okay year. Uh, they made some trades. They got a uh, Nikola Vucevic during the uh, trade, trade deadline from the Magic. That was a big move for them. Overall, they have a pretty good roster. It's just they didn't put it together at the end of the season like everyone expected them to. Billy Donovan kind of underachieved, I would think. Um But, guys, what does this Chicago Bulls roster need to do in the offseason to become
1: a playoff team? Um, I can start. I think the biggest thing with this team last season, and you're right, they had a pretty – they had a decent season. I mean, it wasn't great. Getting Vucevic was a big move for them that helped tremendously. Um, I would say the biggest thing that they need to improve upon next season is their defense. So if I'm the Bulls, Vucevic is a great center. I don't think he's the most profound defensive center in the league. No one like calls him out for that or praises him for that. So they need to kind of find a new piece. Laurie Markkinen really didn't do what he needed to do last season when Zach Levine was kind of injured. So getting a good defensive power forward or even backup center to support Vucevic would be a good uh, move for them. Someone that I've seen... That could potentially go to the team would be uh what's his name uh daniel tice i believe is his name okay i think he's a free agent this season and he's a pretty good he, he was great on uh, the celtics when he was there for a little bit and i think he's just a strong option for this team to to go to if they need a backup center to support vucevic on defense
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel Tice, when he got traded to them, played pretty well. Uh, even when Vucevic had some injury issues during the uh, like the end of the season, Daniel Tice really stepped up. And you're right, when he was on the Celtics, he wasn't the reason why they were doing poorly. It was more or less their stars not playing up to the standards that they needed to. Um, so he'd be a good, really good backup center. Um Probably the biggest one for me is getting that that reliable point guard status that they need. Zach Levine's their scorer, right? And Vucevic is a great secondary option. So it doesn't need to be a strong scoring point guard. It just needs someone who can run the half-court offense that they need. And what better player to do that than Lonzo, all right? He's not the greatest point guard. He's not the second overall pick in that year's draft caliber. All right. Tatum was better. We all know that. But he has been reliable over the last two years. He has really stepped up his shooting. And everyone praises him for his passing ability. And there's reason for that. He's definitely one of the better passers in the NBA. And if he can distribute the ball to uh, Levine, to Vucevic, that's a playoff contender right there.
1: Yeah, I can see that. And you're right. They don't need a score. Like Colby White, to me, is more of like a Colin Sexton kind of player where he's a a scoring point guard. And you're right. They need more of a distributor and someone who—and Lonzo would help them on the defensive side of things as well. So that's a good fit for him moving forward.
2: Yeah, I, I like Lonzo for this team. I think he would definitely help their offense. I think there's no doubt about that. But like we've said in past offseason scenarios, I think we've said it in most of them, is the way that the, the NBA is, is – the landscape of today's NBA is you need what seems like you need more than one star um, to have a chance at winning you know an NBA title. And so I think – Lonzo helps, but I definitely don't think he's the guy that's going to take them to be contenders. But then it also makes me wonder, Zach Levine—he seems like a guy to me who loves the ball in his hands and he loves scoring. So I also don't even know how he would play with another, you know, top star, you know, scorer in the NBA, because I don't—I don't think he's played with a star like that in his career, right? No, not really. Um
0: oh, yeah. he's actually been most of like the trade bait to get rid of for a star. So he's always been on bad teams, I it feels like to me.
2: Yeah, so I wonder how he would even play with another star that wants to score 30 a night, you know? So I don't know, yeah. it's it's tough. I think I, I do think that realistically, because getting a star is not an easy task. I do think a player like Lonzo would really really help their team. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean cuz I mean you look back at like the Chicago Bulls history, it's definitely a destination spot for free agents. And I think that once they have at least a playoff team, there's going to be stars that want to go there. They want to follow in the shadow, like in the footsteps of Michael Jordan and bring back a title for the first time since Michael Jordan. So I think if they can just get that base, then they can get a star to go to Chicago, whether it's a Donovan Mitchell when his contract's ready or someone like that caliber.
2: Yeah,
1: I could definitely see that happening. And just kind of looking at this roster right now and how they would like who would be starting this past season, this main stars were Colby White, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, which I believe was he a rookie this season. Yeah. Yeah. And then Daniel Tice, once he got traded and Vucevic. So getting Daniel Tice to come back would be huge. Patrick Williams should potentially get better. He seemed like he did all right. I mean, he wasn't amazing this season. And then Zach Levine was injured there for a little bit. Kobe White was injured. Kobe White was injured for a little bit. And he's not really the player they need right now because they have Zach Levine to be their main scorer. And Vucevic can drop 20 points a night. He's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they, I think Lonzo would definitely help this team out a lot. And if they all stayed healthy, Patrick Williams grows a little bit. That would be huge to get Lonzo. Uh, and yeah, another point into that. And I know Kratz, you had this point as well is what do they do with Lori Markkinen? Do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can talk about it. Um, the problem with Lori Markkinen is that when Billy Donovan came to this team, he started a different system, and that just didn't work out for Lori Markkinen's, like, play style, and it really didn't work for Colby White either. So, those are, like, the two players that I think could be traded from this team, just because it would be better for their game overall, and it'd be, it'd be better for the Bulls because they could actually get a player that they need. So... In my opinion, he's a restricted free agent, right? So even letting him walk is fine. Yeah, obviously, if you can get a trade done where you can do a sign-in trade, spot on, exactly what you need. But because the rest of the NBA knows that, they're probably just going to wait for him to walk. And then after that, they can like they do the restricted free agency so they can offer him what they want. And what the Bulls don't want to pay him. Mm-hmm. So I in my opinion, it it just doesn't doesn't fit with this team and letting Laurie walk is fine.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like you said, Kobe White kind of didn't really mesh well with Billy Donovan either. But I definitely think he has way more upside than Laurie does. So keeping Kobe would be a good idea. I mean, he has a couple more years left on his contract anyway. Um so I think keeping Kobe instead of Lori is definitely the better move. And what would be, let's say, let's say no team is offering or wants to do the sign and trade because they know he's he can walk. If you're the Bulls, what's the minimum offer that you would give to him to keep let it make him stay? Because he's not a bad player. He was, no, no, he's he not had a bad lot player. of. He looked very decent like a few seasons ago when he did like the rising stars like skills challenge or whatever and he had a good season that year he kind of fell off a little bit but what would be like the lowest you would sign him for
0: yeah and going along with that i mean he was a good player on a bad team so he looked better than what he actually was and now that that the bulls are getting better he's not that shining star anymore so in my opinion kind of like a role-playing pay so 10 million a year for, like, let's say three years. That's about what I would pay for him. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't do much more than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, he's got the ability to shoot, but he's a liability on defense for how big he is.
1: Yeah, that's true. He can't guard anyone faster than him and can't guard anyone bigger than him. No.
2: You know, also, this team, I feel like, I don't know, it's always hard looking at at rosters like like we do when we make these season scenarios because so many of these guys if you're not looking at the entire team roster you just don't even know they exist you know right. <laughs> unless you're like a super fan but so may, maybe it's just the fact that i'm looking at the entire roster but i also just feel like if i'm the bulls going forward and sure some of these guys are young. Um, you know, like this Devin Dotson, twenty-one; Adam Makoka, twenty-two; um, Troy Brown Jr., twenty-one. So some of them are young. So maybe, maybe you would see if they pan out. But I also wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against the Bulls. Kind of some of those guys who maybe you consider role players who just aren't very good. But getting getting some more veterans or at least players who I feel like are more reliable, who've had more sound careers. Um, and obviously you can't break the bank because these other guys, you'd be cycling out for them or not getting paid a lot. But I don't know. I, I just feel like there's some some trimming to this team that could be done. And there's certain guys that they could upgrade if they tried.
0: Yeah, for sure. Coming off the bench is definitely not an easy task. And – a lot of these players are just waiting for their shot, so I think that's part of it because I think if they started every game like some of these other players did, they would you would know their name and you would see that right. they're good players too I mean if like even look at like let's say Carmelo coming off the bench when he did for the Rockets, he looked very under average like below mm-hmm. average, so it coming off the bench is a different different type of game. Yeah. But I see your point where definitely veteran leadership is gonna be very important.
2: Yeah, because I feel like I mean looking at the team like just with Vucevic and Zach Levine, I mean those two guys, I feel like that's a pretty good combination of of super, super high high level players. You know? Like I feel like they they they're just a good combination together. And Kobe White is really young and I like, like Justin was saying, I think he has like he could have a really high ceiling. But if if they do get someone like Lonzo Ball, I mean, right there you have a solid point guard. You have Zach Levine, the shooting guard, who I mean, he's probably one of the better shooting guards in the NBA. You know, like one of the top shooting guards. And then Vucevic is an amazing center. I think he's a center that is good enough to contribute to a team that's a contender. So that's where kind of leads me to like, so if they had a point guard, Zach Levine Vucevic, I feel like it's all the others that are kind of like, that would stop them from being a contender.
0: Yeah. When you look at benches, they play a big part of a championship roster. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: both the Bucks and the Suns have a great, Bench team. Like they have the team coming in when their stars need a break, like Cameron Payne from the Suns or like Pat Connaughton for the Bucks. They come in and they contribute. And kind of going off of that, it's kind of interesting because you look at like Derek Rose, who after he got hurt, he wasn't the starter that he used to be. So he decided to come off the bench and he was significantly better. So there's players that some of them are better coming off the bench because they don't have that pressure. They come in and they make a contribution to the team, and they're perfectly fine with that, like Lou Williams, who prefers to come off the bench. So yeah. you just need to find those players that are perfectly comfortable with that.
2: Yep, for sure. Definitely.
0: And one of those guys, Jeff Green. Veteran Love leader. Love that transition. Veteran <laughs> leader. Veteran leader. Plays great defense, and he stepped up in the playoffs when Harden went down for the Nets. I, what, that one game he went for like thirty-three points, was it something yeah, like that? Yeah, something
1: pretty ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So, and he's got that like veteran leadership to coach these younger guys like like Patrick Williams and even Kobe White, I guess, who kind of need that veteran leadership to play defense in the nba or even to space out the court when they need to so i think that'd be a really nice acquisition that they could get um to really make this a playoff team
1: yeah it definitely help on the defensive side which is what they really need right now and you're right he he has the ability to go off and Let's say he doesn't make the starting lineup if they wanted to start Patrick Williams because they think he has more potential in the long run. He's a great six man to come off the bench. He he fills that role right away that we were just talking about for this team. So that would be a good—both Lonzo and Jeff Green would be great additions to this team. Honestly, I feel like Lonzo would be a great addition to any team just because he's a very team-focused player. I mean, maybe yeah. not personally, but like in the stats, it seems like that's how he tends to go.
0: Yeah, which I think so, he is. It's Yeah, just, his dad doesn't want him to be
1: <laughs> <laughs> very true. His dad wants him on the Lakers <laughs> winning championships. <laughs> but yeah, no, Jeff Green would be a great addition to this team. You could have him starting at small forward if you wanted Patrick Williams to be a sixth man or you have it the other way around. I like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Josh, you got anything else that? you think the the bulls really need?
2: Um, uh, no, I, I, no, I mean, kind of just like we said, I think, I think Alonzo or at least a, a point guard who's pass first has a pass first mentality. And then I think getting, you know, some veterans or at least some players who can come off the bench and make some noise would be their biggest thing. Okay.
0: All right. So we're going to end this a little differently than we normally do. Actual prediction of where the Bulls end up this next season. Uh,
1: we'll start with we'll start with Justin. I'm thinking, okay, that'll be interesting. So I think Zach Levine's going to stay healthy. I think either Kobe White's going to improve drastically, or Patrick Williams is going to improve drastically, and Vucevic and Zach Levine develop more of a bond. I'm thinking their record is similar to what they were this year, a little bit better. And I think they're making the play-in like play-in okay. games and I think they'll win and then lose first round of playoffs probably. Okay. Josh, that's, that's that's my really prediction.
2: Um I would I would say I'm pretty close to agreeing with you Justin completely, but I think I think that they make the play-in game, but they lose in the play-in games. Um, and honestly, I mean, I think I think the Bulls will probably be a better team. But also just looking at the East, a part of me feels like some of the teams in the East aren't going to have as good of years, or their teams are going to be a little bit weaker. So that's kind of a factor in my opinion, too. But I, I do feel like the Bulls will, will make a play-in game, but I think they'll lose the play-in game.
0: Yeah, I think we're all about the same. I also think they're going to make the play-in game. Um, I think they'll take that eighth spot, so they'll take or they'll play whoever is the top seed in the East, <clears throat> Nets.
2: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I think that they'll lose first round of playoffs. Nets in right, yeah, five, Nets in five, <laughs> Nets in four, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up the uh, Chicago Bulls offseason scenarios. Uh, Stay tuned for our next episode where we talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.